Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. Episode three, two, one, zero. Blast off. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're joining the space race, uh, taking on Bezos and <laughs> taking on Elon Musk and NASA uh-huh. and everybody else. And the, the Russians, I think, maybe Ch- China is in on the game, right? Yeah. I mean, there's only one one time we will episode, have episode three, two, one. so... Uh, yeah, well... What would be the only other time that it happens? I guess if we got to 3,210, right? Episodes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see how many years that is. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we would probably be dead. <laughs> I think so as well. Well, unless we started doing like five episodes a week, I guess then it would, maybe it would be possible. Hello, live from heaven. It is another digital system. Heaven cast. Heaven cast, that's a good one, right? I wouldn't be surprised if that already exists. I bet that's already mm-hmm. a podcast, don't you think? I, I, I'm sure. Some Christian lunatics. Do you think it's a Christian to... thing or not? I'm going to look it up and see if that actually exists, and then we're going to... Uh, if Heavencast is a Christian thing, yeah, I do think it is a Christian thing. Uh, well, I found Sincast. Well, that I I know of. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, that's not, that's Cinema Sins. There's a Heaven yes. Gates, Heaven's Gate, like the cult. There's nope. a podcast for them. Uh, nope. the Seventh Gate. There isn't a Heaven. There isn't a Heavencast, as far as I can tell. Wow. There's one called The Cast, a podcast just called The Cast, and one of their episodes is 27 Ways to Heaven, so. (laughs) I remember playing that game when I was in high school. Yes, me me too. I don't remember 27 different ways, but. Must be 50 ways to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 50 ways? Is is that a song? I've never heard that song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's based on uh, it's uh, fifty ways to leave your lover. Oh, okay. I was like, yes. I, I've never heard this uh, biblical hymn, <laughs> the fifty ways to get to heaven. I thought there was no, one, it's... according to most like people that come to my door and preach to me. Um, if you count them, I would say there's five main ones. I thought it was just give yourself to Jesus, and that and that's all you got to do. Like you could murder no, you have, a million people. Be... And... <laughs> just give yourself to Jesus, right? <laughs> you have to be a part of the right religion as well. Well, ask yeah, Colin Powell. Right. Oh wait, too soon, too soon, too soon. <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh huh. Uh, right, he only killed he like can... half a million people. <laughs> you can email uh, Luke at another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, okay, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, super chill week. 
Uh, mm? Yeah, just hanging out. Pretty pretty nice. Uh, hanging out with the cats. My parents got new cats. I don't know if I even said that on here. Probably did. Uh, you did, yeah. They're growing up. I mean, it's interesting to watch cats go from being kittens to being uh, merciless killers, which is what mm-hmm. cats actually are. They're like, oh, you're so adorable. And then one day you see them like murdering a mouse in the backyard or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, uh, talking about uh, God and everything, the weather gods in Norway all all of a sudden decided, hey, let's turn the temperature extremely down. So today, I'm actually a little like, ugh, snoozy, cold, even indoors, because I didn't really think it was going to be that cold today, mm-hmm. so I didn't really turn on uh, the, the heat? heater before it was too late yeah oh and, and your heater can't keep up with how cold it is it must be really cold then it is uh cold uh, yeah what yeah i mean you've got like a decent heater i would assume you living in norway mm-hmm. de- decent heating system yeah mm-hmm. huh interesting i wish the electricity bill uh would love me but uh, that's another topic oh right yeah, you got electrical heat instead of gas or whatever other thing you could possibly have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think there's anybody I know of, let me think, that has gas heater in Norway. No? It's very, very uncommon. Yeah. No. I, I would say, well, it depends on where you live here, to be honest, yeah. Depends on what part of the country you live in, I think. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can't think of anybody. Uh, do you want to talk some news? Sure, news time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we do on this podcast. Uh, occasionally, we'll talk about uh, different types of news headlines and things and stories. Mm-hmm. Current uh, goings on uh... in the world. <laughs> let's uh, talk uh, about our favorite girl in the universe, uh, GC Max. Uh, her sex trafficking trial is uh, going to be in Ghent soon. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, actually, a few people talking about this this week, which I was expecting less people to talk, like, not as much in the mainstream media, but actually, uh, kind of secondary media, I've seen a lot of different stories and stuff about it, which, previous weeks when we talked about it, there wasn't as much coverage of it. I don't know, have you seen that in Norway or not? Yeah, more in Norway as well. And a lot of people, it's funny when it, the when the coverage picks up of her, all of a sudden you hear all these different new pronunciations of her name. Like everybody, <laughs> I heard somebody pronounce it like with a silent G, so it was his lane. His lane, yeah. That was the new one this week that I'd never heard before. Um, but his lane, Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were partners in crime. <laughs> Sounds like she's she's Jewish or something like that. When you say it without the G, no, it's it's her name when she's a a a, a reptile being his slain, right? (laughs) It's her it's her snake uh, name, her reptile name. Uh, U.S. Assistant U.S. Attorney Laura Pomerantz said uh, the start of the Maxwell sex trafficking trial that the British socialite and Epstein enticed girls as young as 14 into what they called 
massages in which sex abuse came to be seen as casual and normal. The prosecutor is seeking to make clear to a jury of 12 that there is no confusion whether Maxwell, Epstein's longtime companion, was his puppet or whether she was his accomplice. That's uh, The defense is trying to say she was kind of his... Uh, she, she was uh, his puppet. She was doing mm. his bidding and that she wasn't, you know, his number two in, in command. You know, she wasn't there helping it right. out. Right. Yeah, because all the testimonies says that she she didn't help out. Oh, wait. Uh, right. Uh, she just... She, who is this? Uh, the prosecutor described Maxwell 59 as central to Epstein's sex abuse scheme, which prosecutors say lasted over a decade. This is a quote from Pomerantz. Uh, she was in on it from the start. The defendant and Epstein lured their victims with the promise of a bright future only to sexually exploit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the prosecutor says she was involved in every detail of Epstein's life and that the defendant was the lady of the house, talking about Epstein's house, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is uh, something. I mean, she's a terrible, terrible, terrible human being. You ready for our Amer- American news line in the article of the week? The prosecutor spoke in an enclosed plastic see-through box that allowed her to take off her mask. Maxwell, in a cl- cream-colored sweater and black pants, at time wrote notes. <laughs> Just so you know, we have to get in what she's wearing. That's super-duper important in this sex trafficking trial, that we know that she's dressed like Bill Cosby. What is your fucking obsession with clothes, America? Uh, who gives two well, I, I have a feeling it's only because she's a woman. Like, I don't think that if this was a man going to trial who was wearing, like, a suit, which mm-hmm. every man wears to trial, the same basic suit, that they would note what he's wearing. But I don't know, maybe in every reporting of these kind of things, they talk about even when a man's in there that, oh, he's wearing a black suit with a... You know what I mean? But I don't know. What do you think? I I think it's just uh, sexist uh, pigs talking about women and thinking that we care how she looks. And funny enough, this article is written by two men, so I didn't even look at that beforehand. It could have been written, yeah, <laughs> but it is. Uh, Maybe that's something that like they want added into the story when they're like, we want, we want mm-hmm. that in there. Maybe their editor was like, you got to add what she was wearing. Uh, it says, when finished, Bobby Sternheim, her, the attorney for Ghislaine, said her client was a scapegoat for a man who behaved bad- badly, just like so many women, all the way back to Adam and Eve. Cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. We're getting biblical uh, up in this bitch. Biblical in this bitch. <laughs> Wow. Wow, I care so much. We're comparing Ghislaine Maxwell to Eve, I think is what's happening here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she just... She just ate off a... uh, She just ate an apple. She didn't, like, make it. So, what is the apple in this scenario? Little kids? Kids, Oh my god, that's... Okay. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was number two in uh, Jeffrey Epstein hierarchy. Uh, Pilot says... Lauren Wieskowski. Wieskowski? Yeah, sure. Uh, testifies that our pair relationship and tells 
court, uh, Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew flew on Epstein's private plane. Uh, on Tuesday, the prosecution's first witness was put on the stand in British Socialite's uh, case, but also said that he is he he also said he did not see Epstein engage in wrongdoing with minors. Uh, the names of influential men who flew on Epstein's plane were raised in the court, among them Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Donald Trump. Lawrence Viskoski Jr. worked for Epstein as a pilot from 1991 to 2019 and began testimony on Monday. He testified that Maxwell was about 30 when he met her in 1991 and claimed that we interacted quite often. She was on a lot of the flights. Vyskoski testified that Maxwell oversaw Epstein's household. Questioned about their relationship, he said, I thought it was more personal than business. The pair remained close through the 2000. Vyskoski said they were not necessarily romantic, but were couple-ish, in quotes. On Tuesday, Vyskoski testified that Maxwell was number two in Epstein's hierarchy, with Epstein being number one. She was the one who handled most of the finances, my expenses in the office, he said, in response to prosecutors. He also testified that famous violinist, ooh, it, it, Zosks Perlman flew on Epstein's plane in a high-profile <laughs> arts camp in Michigan, landing at an airport nearby. Epstein is alleged to have met an underage victim at this very camp. Uh, the pilot said Clinton flew on Epstein planes a few times, in quotes, in the early 2000s. Clinton denies any wrongdoing. Uh, defense lawyer, uh, actually, Clinton denied ever flying on the plane for a really long time until he was basically forced to admit it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so th that's... Uh, Viskoski said he did not recall if Robert Kennedy Jr. flew on Epstein's plane at any point. I don't know why that's important, but... I don't know. Uh, when asked about S S John Glenn, I'm assuming we're talking about, like, the astronaut? Yeah, the astronaut. Uh, uh, I do remember John Glenn, yes. Uh, the actors Kevin Spacey and Chris Tucker, yes, I remember mm -hmm. them as well. Donald Trump also flew on Epstein's plane before he was president, Vysotsky said. So, naming a lot of different uh, people. I mean, Kevin Spacey, not surprised, I guess. Chris Tucker, a little more surprised. Yeah, it's like uh, one of these things isn't like the other. Yeah, no, it doesn't really, really fit in. Yeah, and it, we go into this the statement uh, about the Bible verse or the, the invoking the Bible. Actually, I got a bit more here. It says, "Ever since Eve was accused of tempting Adam for the apple, women have been blamed for the bad behavior of men, and women are awfully often villainized and punished more than men ever are." They, the charges against Ghislaine Maxwell are things that Epstein did, but she is not Jeffrey Epstein. She is not like Epstein. She is not like any of the other powerful men, uh, moguls and media giants who abuse women. Okay. Cool. That's my new... new when I don't agree to, uh, to people, and or I think people are just being assholes... That's my new response from now on. Cool. Yeah. You, you think that. <laughs> the prosecution said that the defendant and Epstein were partners in crime and she was involved in every detail of Epstein's life. So. Mm hmm. 
Uh, do you want to talk about uh, one of the Transformers uh, look? Oh, right. That's what I made that joke this week to somebody. I think uh, <laughs> it does sound like that. Or is it actually? It's, it sounds so like a Transformers. I was like, Omicron? Really? That has to be a Transformer. Honestly, it could be. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I guess it's not, maybe? Oh, wait. M-U-X. Omicron Universe. It It is a... It's a Decepticon. <laughs> it is a Decepticon? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's not a Transformer. Yeah. Decepticons are different than Transformers, but it is in the Transformers True. universe. There is a Decepticon yeah. named Omicron. He's a laurel, yeah, hardworking a... deception who is respectful yet not afraid to challenge authority. Is what he says uh-huh. in the in the Transformers wiki. <laughs> Thank you, Transformers wiki. Yeah, that's the first thing that I was thinking of. Like, sounds something like the Transformers tr- trans universe. Yeah, no. Sadly, we are talking about the new COVID threat that they already have found three of in Norway. I think I think there is a couple cases found here in the US but they're not sure how widespread it is yet. Um mm-hmm. The new Omicron variant of the coronavirus poses a very high global risk and potential COVID-19 surges uh which have severe consequences the World Health Organization warned given mutations that may confer immune escape potential and possibility of transmissibility advantage and the likelihood of potential further spread of Omicron at a global level. Uh, Depending on these characteristics, there could be future surges of COVID-19, which could have severe consequences depending on a number of factors. Okay. Uh, Omicron variant contains more than 50 mutations and it first emerged in South Africa, in South Africa, where it spread rapidly. Right. What I'm hearing is the South African people who found it are saying uh, it didn't come from us. Like, people are saying it came from South Africa, and the South Africans are saying, we found it, but that doesn't mean it started here, is what they're saying. Who cares where it fucking started? I think they're more worried about, like, think about all the racism that happened when to like Chinese sure. people, so I think they're more worried about. Hey, we don't want uh, now there to be all this racism towards South African or African people, which I can understand. I, that. I can understand that as well, but it's just like fighting about where it started and like fight about where to end it more. Well, I think they're the other thing is like they're the doctors who found it are working really hard to like get it under control or like find uh find out re- what it is and they're going they're feeling like they're being blamed because they're, they're it mm. started in south africa and they're like no we're the ones that are trying to fix this stop trying to blame us i think that's a whole other kind of aspect to it as well um mm. they feel like they're blame being blamed when they're the ones that kind of are spearheading it uh which i get there's a there's a whole it's a you know it's a weird uh, political thing. I understand why you feel like it doesn't really matter. We need to take care of it, but it says uh, the Omicron variant, which is uh, oh right, which is not clear how effective uh, vaccines are against. Uh, according to the World Health Organization's, no linked deaths uh, have been attributed to Omicron. 
as of yet. So that's the other thing I'm hearing is it's not as crazy uh, deadly as as I guess um, it, it's definitely being kind of like it's scary because it's very transmissible. But like the uh, mm. what's the symptoms aren't any worse than regular COVID is what people are saying. Right. I don't know if you've heard that or because I've heard different things. Yeah, no, I heard different things as well. I I have heard it's better. I heard it's worse. I heard it's much worse. So, I don't know what to believe, to be honest. Uh, while most of the cases identified in countries are travel-related, we expected we expect this to change as more information becomes available. Overall, the risk related to the new variant of concern, Omicron, is thus considered very high uh we're living through a cycle of panic and neglect he said hard-won gains could vanish in an instant our most immediate task therefore is to end this pandemic okay hmm. so i think they're considering it really high just because of how obviously how transmissible it is not necessarily how bad the uh disease is itself but uh do you want to go into do you know anything about the conspiracies that are already starting about Omicron? Uh, no. Please. <laughs> well, the Republicans are already saying even a, I want to say senator or congressperson, I'm not really, I don't really ma exactly remember who, but uh, he said that this was a democratic tactic to uh, to have this come out in the news right before the midterms, so he called it uh, the midterm, the midterm uh, variant, or whatever, like it's a, it's being Amazing. created as like a boogeyman, so that the mm -hmm. d it can distract from uh, the midterm, so that I guess the Democrats can win because this guy was a Republican. Uh, so now that's being spread around that this Omicron is just it being spread as like a misinformation thing to try to like scare people. And I think that comes out of the idea that some people, even the South African doctors who kind of found this, have said that the uh, the symptoms are just as bad as COVID nineteen. But we know if you're not vaccinated, those symptoms are very bad. So, but uh, there is no things called COVID nineteen. Look, it's just something they're telling us to get us shipped. <laughs> they want us to get. They want to get the. the Mark of the beast in us, like they're like, mark I, of the beast. I did read an article this week that they've they're coming out with a pill that's not like a it's like a it's a pill. You, the pill I think we even talked about in the past where you have to take it like every week or something. Once a week you have to take mm -hmm. one. And it keep it keeps up. Um, but I, I, if they just invented that, I'm not sure how uh, affected effective it is against the new Omicron variant. Yeah, no, we shouldn't listen to our government. We should just pray and hope it goes over. That's what I think we should do. do did that sound American enough? Maybe we'll just make a, a Omicron cartoon in, like, 1980 style. <laughs> Can I be the voice of Omicron, then? Uh, sure, yeah. Megan Fox is not allowed in the movie because she's not allowed in any Transformers uh, movies, by the uh, way. 
sad face. Right. But we will be bringing back uh, Shia LaBeouf, so. <laughs> okay, then I don't want to be in the movie. <laughs> if he's in the movie, I'm out. He was in a pretty good movie uh, this year, wasn't he? He did one pretty good movie, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, he played, was. like, the gangster guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it was movie. either. No. Yeah. <laughs> that movie that he was good at. Yeah, that <laughs> Remember one. that movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People, like, shouting at, at a, the listening device. Um... If you're a Norwegian journalist uh, that likes to talk about soccer uh, or football, uh, you shouldn't have been in uh, Qatar. Oh, wait, they had the World Cup or are going to have the World Cup in Qatar? That's such a nice country. Oh, wait, it isn't. Uh, well, it depends on what your definition of nice is, I suppose. Norwegian journalists reporting on the World Cup uh, arrested in Qatar. Two Norwegian journalists investigating condition, conditions for migrant workers in Qatar ahead of the World Cup. So they were there for the World Cup, but they were also doing another story, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. They were arrested and detained for 36 hours uh, as they tried to leave the country. Uh, the VG newspaper reported that... Halvor Eklund, a sports journalist, and Lokman uh, Gorbani, an uh, NRK cameraman, were picked up by police on Sunday as they were preparing to leave for Doha Airport. Hours earlier during a live broadcast, uh, a new show on... Oh, in a new show on the conditions for laborers working the World Cup venue, Eklund told... Oh, had told viewers there were stark contrasts with some workers uh, doing awfully. Right. Um... I've heard of stories about how bad the conditions are for, like, when they were building the stadium. Like, lots of people died just mm-hmm. building the stadium for this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, uh, no workers' conditions were met. They're just, like, terrible. Uh, Norwegian football magazine Josmar last month published an extensive article on a trial uh, arguing that the man had been convinced to largely protect the reputation of the Qatari regime after criticizing the treatment of the workers in Qatar. Um, So that's what these guys were investigating. I I had seen yesterday, let's see if I can find anything else about this, that another Norwegian journalist had been arrested. Um, Did you hear anything about that in Norway? No. Uh, Here it is. Inside football. I'm not sure how... InsideWorldFootball.com, I'm not sure how reputable that is, uh, mm-hmm. but it, they're saying in the build-up to the 2020 World Cup, a third Norwegian journalist has been arrested and released later without charge. Uh, Halvor Manels spent 24 hours in solitary confinement after his arrest uh, with further questions about the World Cup suppressing freedom of press. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't have any other backup sources for that, so... Why did you read a, <laughs> that magazine, may I ask? What magazine? That football magazine. Well, when I was... I, I was just looking up the this, looking up that two Norwegian journalists had been arrested at World Cup, and uh-huh. it came up with a, that article, that a third had oh. been arrested. I didn't 
I, I was not I like, like perusing a magazine. <laughs> yeah, and, and definitely like it's a soccer one. And I was like, uh, I don't think oh, th- really. I doubt it's actually a physical magazine in real life. Anyways, I, I doubt it's like a right, hard, right, right. It's hardback a, copy. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what we can't escape. That is uh, something that we talk about. Uh, a lot on this pr- program. It's the new Nazi treasure train. Uh, it is uh, Havana syndrome. Why can't we escape the Havana syndrome? I wonder. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, CIA chief warns Russians of consequences uh, if they caused the, the Havana syndrome. CIA Director William Burns delivered a secret warning to Russian intelligence services. I don't know how secret is it we how secret random podcast know we about know it. it. Right. Yes. <laughs> Super secret. They need to work on that at the CIA keeping things secret, I guess. <laughs> Seems like that would be kind of important to their job, but uh, <laughs> he warned in Russian intelligence services that they will face "quote unquote" consequences if they are responsible. F- if they are, if they are responsible for the mysterious health incidents known as Havana syndrome that have affected U.S. spies, diplomats, and FBI agents around the world, uh, three sources with the matter say told Washington Post, I guess. Burns raised the issue during a visit to Moscow this month. Sources said while he was speaking to top officials. Russian Federal Security Services and Foreign Intelligence Services. The source said he told the Russian spies that harming U.S. personnel and their families would break unwritten rules of acceptable behavior for professional intelligence services. If it was determined that Russians were responsible, he said there will be repercussions. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean... Russia did everything else, so... Right, it, it, we have, it even says in this article, uh, in the three years since the f- r- r- initial attack, the spy entities have not uncovered enough evidence to pinpoint the cause or corporate of the health inf- incidents. U.S. Mm. officials cannot say for sure that they were the result of human activity even. Many U.S. officials remain convinced that Russia is behind the incidents, which Burns has called attacks, Current and former <laughs> officials say, but res- Russia has denied responsibility. So, <laughs> oh, I, what, what, ah, my brain. <laughs> why look? Why? I have a feeling that why? Uh, uh, when they say the CIA, I have a feeling the CIA leaked this story to the news, is my guess. Uh, I have a feeling that you're 110% correct in that. This secret thing that they did. Secret. <laughs> super secret. It's, it reminds me of, like, South Park, the super secret club. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, a little update on a story we talked about last week about uh, Sweden's uh, very, very long female uh, prime minister that was on uh, the prime minister chair in Hall of Seven Days. Uh, well, she's back. 
Seven hours, you mean? Uh, Seven hours, yes, sorry. Sweden's first prime, first female prime minister has been reappointed to the job after political turmoil forced her res to resign within hours of taking the post last week. Uh, Socialist Democratic Party leader Magdalena Anderson, Anderson, by a narrow margin, won a new vote on Monday. She will attempt to lead the one-party government until an election in September of next year. She stood down as the Prime Minister last Wednesday after the coalition collapsed. Uh, but the 54-year-old economist planned for forming a new coalition government, the Green Party. Uh, oh, when the plan for forming a new coalition government with the Green Party was thrown into disarray. Uh, yeah, they did a Monday vote. Uh, 101 of its 349 members voted yes, and 75 abstained, and 173 voted no uh, for her to be appointed the new prime minister. So, mm -hmm. Do you want my predictions for the Swedish election next year? Uh, well, you're going to get it even if you don't want it. Okay. Uh, I think the Swedish Democrats will do amazing in the election, and then we will go, uh, get a new radical right party in, in Europe. That will be amazing. Uh, you that? you think you think that the neo-Nazi uh, party we talked about last week is going to take? Uh huh. Oh, well that that should be not good, right? Mm hmm. That will be amazing. Uh, if that is the case, I'm I'm thinking of escaping to Barbados. I'm thinking okay. of that anyway. To be fair, it's not a bad it's... place. It, probably pretty nice there, right? Barbados. Yeah, yeah. It's it's on the top of my list right now, definitely, of countries I I want to visit. I mean, I I I could visit, and uh, maybe I can become their new leader. New leader? Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but uh, mm -hmm. Barbados has stopped pledging allegiance to Queen Elizabeth on Tuesday as it shed another vestige of its colonial past and became a republic for the first time. Uh, several leaders, dignitaries, and artists, including Prince Charles and Rihanna, attended the ceremony that began late Monday in a popular square where the statue of Britain's Lord Nelson was removed last year. Fireworks peppered the sky at midnight as Barbados officially became a republic. Uh, I guess Rihanna is Bar Barbadian? Barbate? How do you say somebody Barbadian. who's... Barbadian? Barbadian. No clue. Barbadoist? That, that's not right. Bar Barbadoist. <laughs> yeah, that sounded a little... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Barbadian sounds correct. Barbadatonian? Uh, no, that's... Barbadatonian, uh, no. it's Barbadoin. No. That sounds right. Barbadian, yeah. But, you yeah, know, uh, I uh, I saw that uh, the Queen itself came out and said congratulations to them, so I guess there's no hard feelings. Uh, it's saying that the... An attorney and judge who was also who also has served as an ambassador to Venezuela, Colombia, Chile, and Brazil uh, will help Prime Minister Mia Motley lead uh, the wealthy Caribbean island. So I guess they've already they've got a leader. They I guess they don't need you, Fro. Sorry. Aww. Aww. Yep. I want 
But mommy, <laughs> I want to become the leader of Barbados. Uh, let's talk about QAnon. Uh, because you you and me are a supporter of QAnon, of course. We're very good supporters of QAnon. All, all hail Q. Okay, yeah. Right? Right, yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, totally not wrong at all. Mm-hmm. Michael Flynn appears to have called QAnon total nonsense, despite his links to the group. Uh, Michael Flynn and Donald Trump's oh, Donald Trump's first national security advisor appeals to appears to have called QAnon total nonsense and a disinformation campaign created by the CIA and the political left, despite his own extensive links <laughs> to the conspiracy theory. Sorry, by the left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I'm assuming he thinks that they created it to like make the make the right look bad. That's my assumption. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. We've got the video, so I guess let's just w- watch the video uh, first, and then we can talk more about it. So, uh, yeah, let's get that up. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. In three, two, one, play. I'm tired of these QAnon people attacking yeah, maybe, me. Maybe, I don't know that. Yeah, you I, know some of them. I think it's a disinformation campaign. I think it's a disinformation campaign that the CIA ain't created. That's what I believe, Al. I, you know, I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I think it is. I think it's a, I think it's a disinformation campaign. It's actually a very interesting article today, Al, that was sent to me. Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, about how the QAnon movement has failed and all that, but I, I, I find it, a to, you know, total nonsense, and and I think it's a disinformation campaign created by the by the left and the and the types of people that can create something like that okay. are the kinds of people that we train for certain you know with certain skills in the CIA. And, yeah. and uh, I'm aware that the CIA does it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was. Yeah, I'm aware the CIA does programs where they'll give you 75% of the truth and then wrap it in a package that makes you look crazy to demean the truth right. they gave you. Wow, that's, that's okay. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder how the QAnon people are going to feel about that, first of all. Yeah, yeah. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, I wonder, I wonder uh, as well because... I mean, I, I I even said it at one time that I believed that he could be one of the leaders of QAnon. Mm-hmm. So, this definitely... I mean... Mm, no. I, I, I don't think he would say something like, something like that if he actually was the leader of QAnon. You don't think? But who knows? He would say something like that if he was the leader of QAnon. It's possible, I think. Well, it, this is a Maybe. private conversation that he doesn't know is coming out, right? Yeah. So, would he say it in a private conversation? Maybe, if he wasn't. But maybe he would say it if he was, if he was trying to throw off his, throw off the scent or whatever. But um, then I guess the second question is, what do you think about the idea of it being C- the CIA? Like, what if he is right? <laughs> I doubt that very much. Uh, I think it has legs to a degree, somewhat. Uh, it's I uh, maybe I, not the CIA I, itself, but like you said, somebody who is 
trained in those kind of tactics uh, that maybe moved into another sector of life, a more private uh, security type area. Um, sure. That maybe was hired by somebody to make uh, to fuck with Republican voters, kind of. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. But, uh, but to say that it's a leftist cons- conspiracy is kind of like putting your your head into the sand and not realizing what it really is, because if it is something, it is a right-wing conspiracy. Um, I think, well, I think the concept in, if, I don't even know where he's coming from, because obviously he has no, we're not given any evidence of what he, why he believes what he believes in any sense of the, in any sense of the manner. But I think he's thinking of of it in more of like a um, in more of a, a sense that like they they would use it against us to make us look stupid, if, right? To make uh, to convince people like you know I don't. It, there's always been a rumor online that flat Earth theory was started on 4chan as a joke by one guy mm-hmm. who thought oh. I'm I made a bet with a bunch of my fr- friends and I bet I can convince people that flat earth is real and that w- that's like there's been I don't know if you've ever heard that as a discussion in the past No I haven't Right that's been like one of the big things that people say that's where the new flat earth movement started was like this one guy mm-hmm. who was just trying to trick who was just trolling you're just trolling people and then now and then it took off and people started mm-hmm. believing it um and I can see that being a thing in this scenario where people, left-wing people, whether they're in the CIA or not, wanted to troll a bunch of right-wing people, so they started this ridiculous Q thing to troll people, and then it actually took off, whether they meant for it to take off or not. I can see that as a thing, um, especially on the internet, so, yeah. <laughs> the internet is for porn, the internet is for porn. All right, TV shows. I saw some TV shows. Did you see TV shows this week? Uh, actual chess. Does that count? Oh yeah, a lot of chess happening. How's that going? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is going okay. I mean, uh, nobody has scored yet, so any journalists it's... get arrested <laughs> in Qatar? Yeah, yeah no. Uh, no. I, I said it to my dad, like, that's the only thing that I'm angry about this time, is, like, where they have it. But they can't choose it. It's the organization itself that chooses it, so... I'm sure they take in, this. like... it. Well, it's just like, you know... Uh, well, I'm going to compare it. It's probably like how they do WrestleMania, where, like, cities put in bids, and the highest bidder... Sure. It's probably... And they have a lot of money, so they probably put in the highest bid. That's probably what happened. But yeah, no, they have uh, played uh, against each other uh, one, two, three, four, five, five times now, yeah, and I think it's 13 match... 14? 14 matches, I think it is. Uh, So... uh, Still, nobody has won. Uh, I'm I'm always afraid uh, of Magnus playing bad, uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I'm a scary cat. Okay, uh, I I saw School of Chocolate on Netflix. Did you see this? I did. Uh, with world-renowned French chocolatier Amour Gouchon. 
Mm, never heard of this guy before. Yeah, I he's famous from like Instagram and more recently TikTok. I see him on TikTok. He's like he does little short videos that like he'll cut it cut really fast and show you like the process of making one of these sculptures that they do on the show. So he's he's right. like inter he's internet famous is what it is. Can I can I say something very uh I I like him. He's a little um what's the word I'm looking for? French. <laughs> well, he's very French. What do you mean? <laughs> he's a French chocolatier. Is he is a little like uh Oh, you did a little mistake there? Uh, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. He seems like he would be a decent teacher, though, as far as this being, quote-unquote, the school of chocolate, even though it's a reality yeah, show. He's also kind yeah. of like, uh, usually in a reality show like this, they just leave them to do their thing. He kind of goes mm -hmm. around and says, oh, you need to do this and make that. That'll make it look better. This will make, like, he's giving them advice, which almost seems... Mm -hmm. Not fair in a cooking competition show if you're giving one person advice and not other people, but uh, but some of the things they make in this show, holy moly! Yeah, he. I mean, it's. I guess we should say what it's a cooking competition show, except making chocolate sculpture sculptures out of chocolate specifically, and they're like, so, he's yeah. he says it in like the intro bit, it's like all chocolate, like some chocolate sculptures or whatever they'll use foam or like filler or cake or something this is like just chocolate mm -hmm. right go ahead yeah is it a cooking competition though yeah you have to heat up chocolate that's cooking right no no you I heat it they gotta heat something and then you can eat no my my my, my problem <laughs> my problem is <laughs> not with, with the cooking Oh, okay. Petition part. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was confused. I thought, that, I was like, I think it's, this is a, a cooking in this. I mean, I guess it, it's more of like, it. you could compare it to that show where they made sculptures. It is kind of a sculpture show right. also. Yes. <laughs> well, but, 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 but the, the thing is like, they're, they're, Sorry, <laughs> uh, they're trying to sell this as a uh, as a school thing, where he's the teacher and they are like students, and he's going to give the prize for the best one that has like thought the most. So, is it really a cooking competition show, or is it please the teacher show? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yes, I think it's a little of both. I mean, it's structured similar to any, like, cake-building show, where, like, sure. they're making cakes, and then uh, they have to impress the judge judges. Um, and so in that sense, yeah, it's very similar to any of those shows as far as a reality competition show. Like, the format is the same. The only difference in this, I guess, is, like, like I said, they are getting help with things during, as it's going. But that really is confusing, I guess, in the sense yeah. that, like I said, it breaks the idea of it being a competition show, but maybe right. what happens is he's helping everybody, and we're only seeing the few times that they show us that he's helping them. Right. Right. Yeah. Could be. That's what I assume. But, uh, but uh, this is, yeah, no, it's a good uh, good enough show to waste some hours on. What, what uh, would you give it? Uh, what did I give it? I gave it, um, where is it? Uh, a five, right in the middle. 
I thought it yeah. was fine. It, the filming wasn't great. It wasn't all that exciting. It was pretty bland. But the mm-hmm. sculptures were very interesting. Uh, and the the competition part is it's it's middle of the road. So five. What about you? Uh, five. Okay. Uh, but what is a competition show? Is Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses. Uh, that is a game show with Helen fucking Merrin. Okay. How did they convince Helen fucking Merrin to be the judge of Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses? Isn't she the one that did the voice for that, um, that nature show recently? Also? Was that Helen Merrin? Yes. Maybe she's just fallen on hard times, bro. Is she using drugs? <laughs> I doubt that. I don't doubt that. I just... <laughs> I don't know, though. Is Helen Mirren using drugs? We're starting a conspiracy... We're starting a rumor. <laughs> the rumor mill podcast now. Yeah, no, so Helen Mirren and her drug abuse. Yeah, no, it's... it's, it's Tomorrow it's, on Drama it's, Alert. Helen Mirren is using drugs! <laughs> Oh. Uh, <laughs> my oh my! But yeah, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. It's 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 a weird show. So it's like uh, uh, some. It's just Harry Potter knowledge. Oh, what a shock! Right? Okay. And there's like two two teams against each other with. Uh, well, it's it's actually all teams, but they are drawn off the magical hats and. They are representing the different uh, doors of of Harry Potter. Sure. And and uh, some of it is audience uh, there uh, are like super fans, so they also have to answer questions to help their house and things like that. It is very convoluted and not that good. Uh, I will give it a four. Okay. Do you know what where it's at? Is it American? It's American, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm seeing something about a Harry Potter live action uh, TV series. Hmm, okay. Um, what did I see? I saw. Should we just stick with the reality show thing and I'll go with The Fastest on Netflix? Which is from. I think it was from the United Arab Emirates, the UAE. Alright. Guess what it's Can about? I guess what. About <laughs> is it the car car show look? It's a car racing show, yeah. Oh, yay! So in the first episode, they bring in like these. It's specifically in the UAE, so they bring in one person mm-hmm. from Qatar, I think, and one person from Saudi Arabia, and they like. Uh, it, it's not like the fastest person in their ter- ter- territory or anything. It's like these uh, personalities they found. So the people they find actually have decent. Uh, personality types. They're interesting, I guess. Um, mm. But it is basically just a drag show, at least in the first episodes. Um, but it's all different cars racing each other, and then in the first episode there's four people, and so it was like this is a little weird. This is going to be a pretty short show if they've only got four contestants. But one person gets eliminated, and then four more people get added. So I'm assuming as you go through the series, it adds more and more people. Um... They cut to this really weird uh, 
host who's like, okay, the whole show is shot like out in the streets and it's shot just cameraman and then the people who are racing and that's it. And then all, mm-hmm. and then the host, you would be like, oh, they're in like a studio or something or like they'll be there when the race happens or something like that. No, it's just some dude like in his bedroom, like in front of like his computer, like hanging out being like, Oh man, this is crazy! Like he's watching it on his computer or something. It's very strange. I don't know how to describe it other than that. I don't know. Uh, you would hate the show. I'll give it a three point five, <laughs> and I'll give it a four. I have absolutely no plans of watching it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, the Beatles get back. Uh, this is a documentary on, uh, I, I think it is... Apple uh, Plus, I think? I could've, is it? I could have sworn, but is I'll it? look it up while you talk. It's e- e- I think it's Disney, actually. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, who cares? Uh, it's a p- two-part uh, documentary series. I've only seen one part. Uh, it's It's like... Complica- completed from 60 hours of unseen footage. And it's about like uh, uh, the Beatles uh, creating their their performance in in London, in Savile Row. Um, it's boring if you're not super interested in the Beatles. I'm not super interested in Beatles, therefore I was also a little bored. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I give it a three. It's directed by Peter Jackson, by the way, which is uh, kind of strange. Yeah. Um, it looks like it is on uh, Disney. It looks like it yeah, is on Disney+. What, Plus. That's what I thought, yeah. Get Back is a Disney Plus exclusive. Yeah, okay. There Get you go. Back! Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you give it a score. Sorry, I was looking that up. Yeah, a three. All right, I gave uh, I gave this show. Did I give this show? Oh, I gave it lower than a three, I guess. That's my jam uh, with Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> star uh, hosted by Jimmy Fallon. Oh, uh, why did you watch this? Did you watch this? Yes. I hate I hated this show. I hated every second I had I had to sit through. I barely got through the show. I almost stopped multiple times. Um, it's a reality singing competition show that's not actually a competition it's just all goofs and gaffs and none of it's Mm. real it's obviously all fake is that what you got from it it is super fake uh, and the celebrities uh, uh, seems very uncomfortable i was uncomfortable watching this this is the one of the worst shows i've ever seen in my entire life uh, yeah, it, saying something. we're getting towards the end of the year, and I was like, I've seen a lot of pretty bad, or really bad, I yeah. guess, TV shows, and uh, this one stands out mm-hmm. already as like being just so oh, yeah. awful. And like, it's clear that the producers told the celebrities, okay, you really gotta like um, joke it up out there, you know, really have mm-hmm. a back and forth between the two. You gotta like, oh, we're gonna win, no, you're gonna win, and like they, but they didn't give them any actual like stage direction of what to say mm-hmm. so they they're back and forth is just like grr you you're bad i'm 
um, me good and like so awkward and like didn't feel genuine whatsoever. The games are obviously not rigged, but like the very first game, it, I think they one person even said, uh, "Oh, how did you get that one?" Like in a way where they're like saying like, "Oh, this is all fake." The point system it obviously doesn't make any sense because it's all fake. Uh, they said it's for charity at the beginning of the show. Did you notice sure. that? Sure. Uh, no. They did say, or at one point during it, I don't know if it was during the intro bit or whether Jimmy Fallon said it, but they said, whoa, you okay? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Jimmy Fallon yeah. said it's for charity. They never said mm. what charities they were playing for, or I never heard them say it. At the end, when they won, like one team won, they didn't say, mm. oh, you win for this charity or anything. Mm. But they did say it was for charity, so I'm like, I was very confused by that. You, you, you would think if it was for charity, they would want to plug the charity they're giving money to, right? Um, yeah. To help that charity out when there's a giant TV show. Also, Ariana Grande. What? <laughs> <laughs> I guess this was is this the cast of like the voice the, yeah, voice. the voice okay yes yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, that uh, like uh, hillbilly guy there he's married to uh, whatever her name is uh, yeah um so yeah let's see I got the list the first episode at Ariana Grande Cl- Kelly Clarkson John Le- Legend and Blake Shelton which I guess Blake Shelton yeah they're the they're, yeah, that's the voice. They're the voice judges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she feels so out of place and like she does not want to be there. I'm talking about Ariana. She's just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I really don't care if I win or I lose. Like, I don't. I just don't want to be here. That's how it felt like mm-hmm. the whole time. It's like, yeah. I feel like she is really sad. She got into this deal with NBC because <laughs> now they're like, we're gonna put you on this. Like, they're yeah. ruining her career slowly but surely, making her irrelevant, yeah, yeah, putting yeah, her on yeah, these yeah. shows. Like, it is yeah. just, like as a... Making her look like a superstar, putting her on a show like this makes her, like... That puts her down a notch uh, in superstardom, mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, they're, like, ruining her celebrity, which is, like... Why would you do that when you're benefiting off her celebrity? It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the best show of uh, the year, or maybe the century. Uh, Carol Baskin's Cage Fight. Did you watch this? I couldn't find it. It was on Discovery Plus, but I could not oh. get it anywhere. So, um, like, this... it was behind a paywall, even on the Discovery thing. This sure was a thing. Uh... I messaged Luke uh, right after I watched this. I was like, try to watch Carol Baskin's cage fight. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, Carol Baskin give a, giving her a little... It's a little about, like, Don and uh, and how Don, what Don did, like, down there in Costa Rica and things like that. But it's mostly, strangely, about, like... Her obsession of uh, Jeff Loeb, uh, you remember the guy that uh, took after, uh, took took uh, took after uh, the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, and about like how he's being mean to animals. Like, there's two episodes of this, and it's 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 even more like 
it, it is so strange, and you're supposed to like feel for this poor Carol Baskin that is <laughs> draw, drawn into this, and she's like, I don't want to do any more reality shows. And she goes and do this show, right? And she thinks it's a documentary, but she's like standing there and like throwing shit at people. She is also a part of a reality show, but yeah, no. Uh, I wish they called it Tiger Queen because that would be funny, but I guess they can't. Um, but uh, no, this is this is abysmal. But it's so abysmal that it's funny. So I recommend that you try to watch it, but uh, I am going to give it a two. A two. All right. Uh, I saw Elves, a Danish show, uh, on on Netflix. On, also on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a kind of a Christmas show, isn't it? It takes place during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good if you're looking for some Christmas entertainment, I guess. That's a horror-type show. It's kind of a horror-type thing. Because uh, the elves are like these evil little demon creatures. It's not like the cute little elves you think of, I guess, right? Like, uh, these are like evil elves. Uh, right. A family, what, goes on vacation, and they realize... Well, th- weird things start happening, and then the, the child finds out that there's these elves that are in this in this place that they went on vacation. That's the best way to start it, right? I don't know. I have not seen this. Oh, I thought you said you saw it. Okay. Uh, no, no. I heard about it. It's uh, it's fine. There's nothing terrible about it. I thought the acting was very good. The cinematography is pretty fun. The story is a little silly, but um, it is like a weird horror movie about little silly elf creatures. Um... It's a little bloody, but not too bloody, I would say. So, overall, what did I give this? I give it a 6.5. Cool. I think it's worth... You might like it more than me, to be honest. Uh, but I, the only part I didn't like, like I said, is like the it's a little cheesy, and the storyline's a little uh, goofy. But um, if you roll with that, everything else is good. Well, the last show I saw this week, other than uh, our main show together is a true story with uh, Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. I saw this, yeah. I saw, Um, well, I saw the first two episodes. Uh, Yeah, because I'm two episodes and I'm out. Uh, But, uh, um, I mean, it's it's about this guy uh, that's very, like, famous. He's more or less playing an upbeat version of himself. I don't think there's a lot of acting from Kevin Hart's uh, side, to be fair. Okay. Uh, I like Wesley Snipes in this show, though. Uh, I think that's fun. But yeah, it's about this guy called Kid, uh, and uh, uh, how his brother is more or less like ruining his life. (laughs) And uh, uh, he does some mistakes and has to try to clean up after it. Right. Or does he make mistakes? We don't really know. My theory is that uh, it was all a setup. And that's just yeah. after two episodes, right? It's clear yeah, to me yeah. it was probably a setup by these three guys that are uh, quote-unquote, they're helping him, right? But they're mm-hmm. probably actually just screwing him. That's what it seemed like to me. Uh, do you want to answer to that? 
What, you've seen the end of it? You haven't seen the end of it, though. I, I've uh, read... Oh, you read... Yeah. Okay, spoilers. Okay, go ahead. Spoiler alert, it was the brother. All around. Right, that's... Episode one, I already knew that, so I was like, I don't really need Me to too. watch the rest of the show. Yeah. I thought the bad guy was... Or the what's, the guy who's the cleanup guy that dies in the first episode was uh, good. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Wesley Snipes was good. Yeah, Kevin Hart definitely just plays Kevin Hart, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I gave this a a six. I thought the acting was fine. I thought the cinematography was good. It just was boring, right? That was the issue. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. It uh, felt like the... Please go ahead, sorry. Yeah, now I'm going to give it a five. I, it felt very un-Netflix-y also. It's, it felt very like something that could be sent on NBC or anything else. It felt very like standard uh, network TV. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. I thought it was a little better than network, personally. But I thought... Um, I thought that it had potential and that they cut the episode one off too late. That they should have cut off the yeah. episode right when he finds, like... Uh, finds the, the dead body. Yeah, finds the dead body. And then... That would have made me more interested to keep going in the show. It felt like the... F- yeah. And if you look at the time time uh, lengths of the episodes, it's like all over the place. I don't know why they mm. cut this episode up, the, or this show up, into episodes the way they did. It's just very confusing, and yeah, I think that didn't help. More spoilers uh, ahead. She's, she's not that. She just acted. Oh, they gave her like that weird money drug that like makes your heart stop or whatever mm-hmm. okay yeah no that and that's that's one of my biggest complaints about the show that i understood what it all was about because of Vesselis life's like uh, uh character that of course it was the brother where that was behind it. Right, in episode he had... one, he comes in and he's just like, oh, I'm going to clean it up. I'll take care of it for right. your brother. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I know the ending now. Like, you ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the last thing I saw. Uh, yeah, that was the last TV show I saw as well. So let's talk about Inside Job, episode six, right? Mm-hmm. What is this episode all about? My big flat earth wedding, uh, Regan conspires to keep her dad from finding out about her mom's wedding while JR ropes Brett into a personal mission to help uh, offload his mega yacht. Right, he's trying to sell off his mega yacht so that they're, mm. uh, Jeff Bezos is on, the, uh, is on the tour of the mega yacht in this episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, not unfair to say that this is the worst episode so far uh maybe it's just like the charm is wearing off but this episode didn't seem to have as many interesting plot points and stuff uh some Mm -hmm. of the jokes were very funny right but like the the overall um cohesiveness of this episode was not as i don't know uh overall um funny all the way through the way the other ones were some of the some of the jokes kind of landed flat, but maybe it's just because uh, the, there is a running kind of joke to this. What I'm, I don't know. What do mm-hmm. you think? 
I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm a little, little curious about that because uh, I think we'll figure it out out next week. Right. But uh, but I, for for me it was just like something didn't fit in. Maybe it was the setting. Maybe it was just like a bad plot line. But uh, hopefully it comes back. Uh, I gave this a six. Uh, what did I give? Four point five, right? Oh no, I'd probably give it a no, five. Five point five, I guess. Okay, 5.5. Yeah. Uh, cool EO. Um, we uh, started having two years, two, almost three years ago, we had something called Jeffrey Epstein Memorial uh, uh, Worst Scandal Tournament. Uh, in that tournament, we had this case with Jesse Smollett in it. I think it won the first year, didn't it? Uh, that sounds right to me. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Because if people, we we the reason we call it the Jeffrey Epstein tournament is because he we left that one out of the first year we did it because it was yeah. such a big scandal. It was obvious it would have won, so we just left it out mm-hmm. and did other scandals that year. So. I guess that was probably the next biggest scandal that year. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the going back to trial, apparently, all these mm-hmm. years later, Jeffy Smollett it, uh, is apparently the real victim of a real crime, his attorney is saying. The ex-Empire actor's trial started Monday, rejecting prosecutors' allegation that he staged the homophobic and racist attacks in Chicago after... The television studio where he worked didn't take the hate mail he received seriously. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think that's correct, mister. I think we have evidence that it was, uh, it was totally staged, don't we? Uh, well, the two brothers who supposedly quote-unquote attacked him uh, had come out and said that they, they were paid by him to attack him. Uh, not only that, that they, he had, they had practiced it beforehand. They had done like a, yep. They would would a, a run through survi- of, of the robbery. Yeah, and their survival, uh, sur- sur- surveillance, uh, or a video of them going to the store getting, uh, the things they needed. Right. He bought all the stuff for for it <laughs> for it. Yeah. Seems like uh When there was video of that plug. happening, right. Yeah. Uh, they were working together at the time also, so they did mm-hmm. know each other. That's the other another connection between them. And that they obviously said that he paid them to or paid them to do it. Um yeah. so I'm confused as to why he's going to why is this happening? So weird. It is so weird. But I'm I'm glad uh, they're trying to punish him. Uh, don't you agree? Is that what's happening here? I guess so. Uh, it says on Monday he came in with his mother and the, the family members. He's charged with a felony disorderly conduct, a class four felony, carries a prison sentence of up to three years. But ex- experts have said it's likely that if he is convicted, he would be placed on probation and perhaps ordered to perform community service. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's his defense. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, talking about defense and prosecution, uh, Cosby prosecutors talking about Cosby uh, urged the Supreme Court to restore the conviction of uh, Mr. Cosby. Prosecutors are urging the U.S. Supreme Court to reinstate Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction, complaining that in a petition released Monday that the verdict was thrown out over a questionable agreement. Uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision in June to overturn the conviction created a dangerous precedent given a press uh, given a press release the legal weight of immunity agreement. Okay, decision as it stands will have far-reaching negative consequences beyond just Montgomery County and Pennsylvania. The U.S. Supreme Court can write what they believe is egregious wrong uh, with that was written in the filings. Okay. We'll see what happens with this, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, let's hope that also gets uh, uh, in uh, in uh, uh, in a good way. Um, now let's talk about the most. Uh, oh wait, actually, sad. let me go back really quick before yeah. we move on. Mm -hmm. Did they say what Jesse Smollett was wearing in court? Actually, continue, and I'll look through this and see if we can find out what... Because that's important. We need to know what he was that, wearing in court. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. That's All right, okay. True. That's very, very important. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that, or I wouldn't be able to sleep. Right, how we would be... Jur that's journalistic um, mal mis misfeasance or malpractice. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh... Now for extremely sad thing and also a little like on the nose, as I would put it. Uh, North Korean man who smuggled Squid Game into the, the North Korea is to be executed by firing squad. Is that a little on the nose look or is that a little on the nose? Uh, the North Korean man... Uh, or North Korea appears to have come down hard on people who distribute Squid Game... A report by Radio Free Asia cited unnamed sources inside North Korea saying a man who smuggled and sold the drama has been sentenced to death by firing squad and that a high schooler who brought it on a USB drive is being sentenced to life in prison. Another six high schoolers who watched the show are said to be sentenced to five years of hard labor, according to Radio Free Amer uh, Asia. Sorry. Yeah, it's not a little too... Real that he's going to die for firing squad when that's the whole point of the series. I know it's well, not necessarily the of... whole point of the series, but uh, well, it definitely shows how terrible North Korea is for sure. Just like yeah. how what how much of a brainwashing uh, there there is in that country, and how it's just living. They're living in like this whole other crazy reality than the rest of us for sure because of their government it's terrifying really uh it, this does not say uh that anywhere that i can find what uh what he was wearing uh that uh, jesse smollett was wearing in court hey you should go to a place on the internet that is called audibletrial.com slash adc that's audibletrial.com slash ADC. Uh, you get one free book and uh, you get a 30-day trial to Audible. Uh, and if you want to cancel it or after those 30 days, you can do that. 
Uh, I do recommend the book sometimes. Uh, what I'm reading right now is uh, uh, the Preacher trilogy. Uh, uh, I thought it was based on uh, uh, the Preacher um, comics, right? You remember? Oh, the, the pre comics. the Preacher, right? Okay. Right. I never. I, well, I saw uh, the TV it, show. I didn't ever watch the or read the comics. Right. Uh, it's kind of similar. I really, really liked it. I re I recommend it to people that uh, likes a little like shooting and pew pew pew. Okay. Uh, movie news. Rust investigators reveal new details about the source of live rounds on set. Uh. Weapon expert who supplied firearms for the movie Rust told investigator he believed he knew where the live rounds got mixed in with the dummy rounds. Uh, Seth Kenny, a weapons expert who supplied the guns for the film, told investigators on October 29th that he had received reloaded ammunition from a friend that had the same exact logo as the dummy rounds and blanks that he typically supplies to films. He described... Seth described how he, a couple years back, he received reloaded ammunition from a friend. Investigators wrote in a search warrant affidavit. Seth described the ammunition stuck out to him due to the suspected live round having a cartridge and a Starline brass logo on it. He described how the company only sells components of ammunition and not live ammunition. Uh, let's see. It says... Hmm. Investigators revealed how Dave Halls, a first assistant director, acknowledged he did not thoroughly check the revolver before handing it to Baldwin. Gutierrez Reed described loading the revolver with five dummy rounds. She said the sixth round would not fit in the gun, so after lunch she cleaned out the gun and was able to load it. She said she didn't really check it too much before loading the final bullet in the gun. Hmm. So they think they got mixed in because they had the same... Uh, what did they call it? Uh, the same logo on the cartridge, but it, that it, it was a reloaded cartridge is what they're saying. Like they had hmm. fired a dummy round and then reloaded it with a real bullet. Right. Yeah. It, that seems a little weird, especially now that uh, uh, we are aware of... Uh, there. There is an interview that comes out today or tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Thursday night is what yeah. it says, yeah. Uh, where Alex Baldwin says that uh, he didn't even fire the gun. So Does not, He doesn't say he didn't fire the gun. He said, well, this is a quote from the interview, supposedly. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be gun, or for the trigger to be pulled, Stephanopoulos said to Baldwin. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger, Baldwin tells him. So you didn't pull the trigger, Stephanopoulos responded. No, 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 I would never point a gun at someone and pull the trigger, never, Baldwin tells him. The entire context mm -hmm. of the answer, though, is not clear, because it was a clip released on Twitter. So, mm. uh, yes, as far as we know, I, the confusing part of the, about this quote is that he says, uh, well, the trigger wasn't pulled, I didn't pull the trigger. So, but how does a gun fire so without nice. a trigger... Right? Guns don't just, like, yeah. go off randomly by themselves. They don't just, like, uh... Well, I, I don't know. If you pulled... You don't have to... I guess you don't have to pull the trigger. If you were... In some revolvers, if you were to pull back the... 
what is it called, the the hammer, and then mm. let it go f- hard enough against the bullet, you wouldn't actually have to pull the trigger, I guess? Maybe, I, I don't know oh. enough about guns, but I'm thinking maybe that's a possibility, that the hammer got pulled back and was released, then the and the trigger was never pulled. I don't know. Right. Seems a little far-fetched. The whole thing is confusing as to how the trigger would yeah. not be pulled, but the gun. But that that's my thought as of right now, as a, huh. um, somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about handguns or weapons or guns in general. Right. A layman of don't, guns. And don't ask me the pacifist stuff to do from Norway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I grew up around guns, but it was mostly like hunting rifles, not handguns. So. Hey, can uh, Texans uh, soon say, all right, all right, all right? Uh, Matthew McConaughey says he is not running to be Texas government gunner, uh, governor in a video. Governor? S- <laughs> yeah, right. In a video posted to social media Saturday night, the actor gave, or actor and Texan revealed the path to political office is the one he's choosing not to take at this moment. Uh, he says he is not looking for oh to run against the current governor so uh yeah maybe he just either likes the governor because there was it was rumored for a while before he came out and actually so i assume that maybe it was in discussions but then maybe the he Mm. the the current governor came and said hey don't do that (laughs) Uh, uh, that would not be cool bro and he was like all right all right all right all right all right all right yeah uh, talking about movies, you've seen a movie or two or three or something like that. Uh, right. Uh, let's start with the movie we watched together, Bruised, uh, with Bruised. Ha- Halle Berry in it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, about boxing, about mm-hmm. f- or I guess MMA, not really boxing. Uh, it's a female MMA fighter who's fallen off because she was at the top of her game in the UFC. And now she's uh, in an abusive relationship with a drunk husband who, uh, and, and in a dead-end job. And she, uh, she doesn't want to get back into fighting, but he wants her to get back into fighting. Uh, and they go to, like, what, this underground fight club thing, which that was probably the most interesting part of the movie to me. I don't know. What do you think about this? This was a very good movie for... Three quarters of of the movie. I will say, I will say that it was seventy percent a good movie. Okay. Too bad about the thirty last percent because holy moly, they were bad. Yeah, it felt like they ran out of money partway. Like, <laughs> like you said, maybe two thirds of the way through the movie, something three quarters, somewhere in there. Yeah. And either that or or like. A producer came in, specifically somebody I think involved with the. the this movie had uh, obviously had entanglements with Invictus Fight, uh, fighting, which is like a women's uh, MMA company. Because they're like that was like the big ending scene, and it seemed like somebody came in and was like maybe they had that whole scene finished and it was like done, and somebody was like no, there's not enough like of actual fighting in it we needed to just be all just straight fighting and no like drama or anything and it just felt out of place and strange and weird that the fight scene in this 
the very ending final MMA fight is the most awkward Ooh. part of the whole film to me. It's atrocious. Atrocious. And, yeah. Isn't atrocious a word? I don't think that's a word. <laughs> no, it's atrocious and atrocious. Right, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, and then we have to talk about uh, the worst sex scene in history? Question mark? Oh, definitely not the worst sex scene in history. I've seen some pretty awkward, horrible sex scenes in movies. Okay. But it was... This is up there. I don't know. It was predict <laughs> predictable and just unnecessary like there was no pur purpose for it it was just a gratuitous sex scene for the purpose of just having a sex scene in the movie because like we're, we're going through this movie and then all of a sudden these two characters like it was kind of lightly insinuated in a couple spots one or two spots during the film that they kind of had a connection but not necessarily a sexual mm -hmm. connection and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they have sex uh, they're like kind of together for what? How long? Maybe five minutes of the movie, and then they break up. <laughs> it's totally there's no, and it doesn't. Um, a f like it's not like they break up, and then she has to like question. Oh man, this is getting it in my head mentally before the fight, or like that's not like a. There's nah. no storyline purpose to the sex other than just we want to have people having sex in the movie for the you know shock value or for the sake of, of sex. sex yeah exactly yeah um so yeah i guess in that sense I, but as far as the sex scene itself it was a fine i guess like it was filmed fine but the there was no purpose to it right yeah i i i yeah uh, the less i i talk about it the, the less frustrated i get about it i i i thought it was out of place, out of everything. I, I just didn't understand why. I still think the fight yeah. scene was very vastly worse edited and filmed than uh, the sex scene. But they're both bad. Yeah. Sure. Bad for different reasons, I guess. Bad for different reasons is a very, very good assessment. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, I saw the last duel. Uh, this is by Ridley Scott. Okay. Uh, with uh, Matt Damon uh, in it. <laughs> okay. Adam Driver, uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, it's extremely interesting. Uh, it's. Um, it's it's told in three very different uh, uh, viewpoints. So right. it's about this husband, about this rapist, and then about this wife. And a lot of me, uh, this is set in medieval times, so Luke will hate it. Right. Uh, I've seen I've seen the stuff for it. I kind of know what it's about. I'm definitely not going to watch it. Yeah. Right. It's definitely not your cup of tea. Uh, and uh, the over two hours long, but it really, really, really didn't feel like it. Uh, I am going to give it a 8.5. I really liked it. It's uh, one of the better, like, kind of like big movies like this in quite a while. 
Oh, cool. So do they? Is it like three sections, and they do different the same story over and over again, or is it they like intertwine the three stories? Intertwine. Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, I saw a movie that probably the greatest movie ever made this uh, year, which was Fast Nine. Was there like a? <laughs> I don't think there was a second part of the title. To, oh, the Fast Saga is what it was called. <laughs> F Nine, the Fast Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the last movie, fast movie I saw was Fast Six, so I missed seven and eight. Um, and I missed whatever lore happened in there, and so and I think you probably should have seen those movies to watch this because there was a lot of things I was a little confused by. But I've seen I've seen a majority of the Fast Saga from you know one all the way up till uh six, so I generally understood what was happening. But this movie. Is just awful. I mean, it's just... <laughs> it is so stupid. I mean, it's really dumb. <laughs> this is gonna get some Razzies, don't you think? I mean, like... It is so stupid. It is... So I don't know how to describe how dumb it is. Like, the, the uh, concept is stupid. The whole... Uh, being like this super crack team of like Navy SEAL type people, except in cars. Um, the acting's bad. The joke, the jokes are terrible. Uh, the dialogue actually is probably the worst part of the entire film. Is the dialogue mm-hmm. written for the for them? Uh, I was going into this being like, I just want. I watched it last night. Going, all I want to do is just sit down and watch some mindless like action film that I don't have to think about. And this was so stupid that I ended up overanalyzing, like, everything in it because it's so bad. So I wasn't <laughs> able to sit down and, like, just have mindless fun because it was so stupid. Um, they try to connect all these different Fast and Furious franchises, including uh, Tokyo Drift. They try to, like, explain mm. all the connections to all these different characters over the course of, course of all these different movies. And some of that is so broken, especially with the backstory of uh, Vin Diesel's character as a kid. It's like Vin Diesel in his backstory was like a NASCAR racer or something, right? Mm. But mm. in the original films, like the original maybe two or three Fast and Furious movies, he had always grown up on the streets and he was like this hardcore mm. gangster dude, right? What, what part of hardcore gangster dude living on the L.A. streets has the money to build a race car and get it into a NASCAR race? NASCAR is, like, a very, like, structured, expensive, like, thing to get into. Right? So that totally ruined, like, the first few movies. Um, overall, I gave this a... Oh, I didn't give it a... I'm going to give it a two. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, I saw... Come from away. Uh, this is a musical uh, on uh, Apple Plus about a Canadian little town of uh, whatever, uh, where they had to all of a sudden uh, welcome like over two thousand five hundred people. It's like. I think it was like three, four thousand people all of a sudden at the same time, and uh, it's uh, because of nine eleven. So it's based on a on a true story. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I did not tell my dad and his girlfriend that this was a musical call about 9-11. I just said, hey, trust me, and we will watch this. Sure. Yeah, because I was like, how do I sell a musical about 9-11? Like, that doesn't really sound amazing. It doesn't sound but, fun uh, to watch, I guess. No, it, no. It, it, it is. But it's extremely funny. It's extremely heartwarming. And uh, it is probably the best musical I've seen this year so far. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9.5. Uh, yeah, maybe even a 10. I really, really like this. Uh, and it was a performance of of the play, so yeah, uh, come from away. Uh, the last movie I saw was South Park post pandemic, which I know you saw. Yeah, I did. Uh, it's it's funny. Uh, it's in the future, I guess, and when the kids are all grown up. What? Do you, how old are they? Like in mid thirties, late four, early forties? I mean, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, and it's post-pandemic, uh, but then another virus comes around, right? Which is, mm -hmm. how did they know that that was going to happen this week also? <laughs> another virus came around? Right. Talk about good timing. Actually, it was weird to watch Fast 9 also, because the whole, the whole story of Fast 9 <laughs> is yeah. uh, has to do with um, war in space between blowing yeah. up different... Uh, country satellites or like taking over satellites and it's like didn't we talk about in the in the news last week that exact thing mm -hmm. and it's in this movie uh but yeah i mean this is a little less weird than the fasting just because it is also about covid and like a variance and stuff that's going to come up when you write a story about it but it's interesting to see uh i like the kenny growing up to be like the super scientist that's very funny mm -hmm. Uh, and his interview is so hilarious. Well, I also like that they kept saying, uh, they killed Kenny, but then nobody ever says, you bastard. They, like, it was mm -hmm. a running joke, like, that we're gonna keep saying they killed Kenny, mm -hmm. but they never, like, they just, like, put a big pause, like, making you wait for it, and it, I thought that was a very good joke. I think you have to have seen a lot of recent South Park stuff to get some of the jokes, which I haven't seen mm -hmm. a ton of, like, I've probably missed a few jokes here and there. But I did see, like, the South Park COVID special, that mm. like, the original one, which, if you are going to watch this, I would recommend seeing that, at least, because most of the jokes for this come from that. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, I don't think you this would be as funny if you haven't seen the original South Park COVID special, so. Um, I agree. Another funny part is, at the very beginning, they make this weird disclaimer, like, it's a movie, but it's a TV movie because Paramount Plus made us call it that for some <laughs> some reason. We don't know why. Yeah, no, it they they are pay, taking a piece of many things in this. Yeah, I really liked it. What would you give it? Uh, I gave it a seven. Yeah, cool. What about you? Uh, I find things like that very hard to. Uh, give a number on, but I would give it an 8. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no musical bits. This wasn't like a... There was no musical, uh, random musical bits in this, which I liked. 
Uh, let's watch it longer oh. and uncut. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Or I mean, yeah. I guess uh, Team America is also one where it had a lot of musical bits. But I like both of those films, anyways, even with the musical bits. Mm. Uh, let's watch a trailer for a movie that I haven't seen the trailer for at all. Uh, Riding with Fire. Wow, we have wow, I'm so happy. I guess this is all going to be in Indian, Hindi, whatever it is. If we don't adapt, we won't survive. They're talking about technology, obviously, because they're showing like cell phones right. and things. People always want to know about my cast if they belong to a higher caste, I tell them I am also one of them. A woman journalist is unimaginable in our area. Over the past 14 years, we've changed this perception. Okay. The mining mafia killed my brother. Oh, I see. So it's about these women who are able to be journalists because of the cell phones and able to uncover this like corruption from a mining company in the area mm -hmm. exploiting like the lower caste of indian people obviously Where? where is the new real news she asked very good uh, question. Would people should remember my work as a woman journalist. Yeah, that looks. <laughs> no. Hmm. That uh, that movie, no joke, looks fire. <laughs> okay, that was, yeah. that was bad. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bad Thank you. Bad jokes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Okay. Uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Writing with fire with a W writing. Uh, in a cluttered new landscape dominated by men emerges India's only newspaper run by Dalit women. Chief reporter Mira and her journalists break traditions redefining what it means to be powerful. 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. 4 out of 5 on IndieWire. Um, Can I ask you a question? Okay. Why are you pointing out... <laughs> that it's it's written by with a W, so people can look it up. Oh, but isn't writing uh, like always written with a W? No, it could be uh, riding, like oh oh yeah okay. That's when you say it out loud. It can be that. So if you say that, then it, you, people know how to look it up. Right? I I now understand what you mean. Okay, there you go. Okay. Uh. Let's see, I got some from the IMDb. 
Uh, powerful, excellent. Uh, this is from Laxmin3121. Uh, 10 out of 10. Excellent documentary. Just how uh, how difficult it is on a day to day basis for women to work, especially being delit in a much oppressed country. She has to be calm and listen to the patriarchy day in and day out. Um, remarkable movie, 10 out of 10, says Dave87218. A simple, simply wonderful movie about super courageous women journalists in India. Proof certain and even the least powerful in society can hold that society accountable and affect change. And let's see, I found one kind of not... Oh, it's the only one I have that's not 10 out of 10, so... Uh, nice, not all that, <laughs> says Murphy Shiv. Nice documentary, but not enough over-the-top gushing, he says. Gushing of what? Blood? I think meaning, like, uh, emotional, like, emotional gushing. Ah, right. ah emotional gushing. Uh, does it say what she was wearing when they were filming this when they were filming this i will they were filming yeah. it so i don't think they really need to say oh yeah right that's, that's okay because it's very important <laughs> uh for the love of money that sounds like a movie i've heard of before um but uh, sure this is the 2001 version uh when a shadow figures make the mistake of threatening her daughter a woman gets pulled back to the life she never wanted. Uh, this has 5.9 out of 10 on 9. 72% of Google users liked it. And it has a DC Young Fly in it at Cat Williams. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, welcome to Raccoon Raccoon City. Uh, Raccoon City, once the booming home of pharmaceutical giant Umbrella Corps, uh, the company's ex exodus left the city's a wasteland and a dying town with great evil brewing below its surface. Uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. 44% on Metacritic, 79% of Google users liked it, though. Directed by Johans Roberts. Uh, let's see, who's in this? I don't know. <laughs> People. People are in the film. People. Uh, in Encanto, uh, this is an animated movie. Uh, the Madrigals are an extraordinary family who lives hidden in the mountains in of Colombia in a charmed place called Encanto. The magic of Encanto has blessed every child in the family with an unique gift, except Maribel. However, she soon may be the Magdrell last hope when she discovers that the magic surrounding, uh, surrounding in the Encanto now is in danger. Uh, yeah, this has a uh, 7.7 .7 out of 10 on RMDB, 92% of Rotten Tomatoes, 4.7 out of 5 on Facebook, and 91% of Google users liked this movie uh, a holiday chance when a former uh, when the founder sorry of a multi-million dollar firm a film production company suddenly passes away during a christmas holiday 
his daughters have to set aside a lifelong rivalry to secure a major deal for the company and keep the family intact. Directed by Jamal Hill, starring Shara Leal, uh, Richard Lawson, 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on Fandango, 5 out of 5 on Showtime? Hmm, that's hmm. weird. I've never, never heard of that, but okay. House of Agucci. When Patricia Regini, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled uh, ambition begins to unravel the family legacy and triggers the, a reckless spiral of betrayal, dec uh, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder. Directed by also Ridley Scott. Wow, Ridley Scott has uh, been in, in quite a role lately, I guess. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 59% of Metacritic, 62% of Rotten Tomatoes, and has Jared Leto and Lady Gaga and Adam Driver and Salma Hayek and a lot of known people. I've seen so many commercials in the last month for this movie, and I'm like, I still do not care. Uh, <laughs> drive my car. Can guess, Go ahead. Can you guess what, what, uh, if I care or not, Luke? Do I care? Uh, probably not. Uh, oh, I do. You do. Okay. Uh, driving my car, an aging widowed actor seeks a chauffeur. The actor turns to his go-to mechanic, who ends up recommending a 20-year-old girl. Despite the initial misgivings, a very special relationship soon develops between the two. Directed by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Um... With that sounded like a tamagotchi. Uh, I assume this is Japanese. Uh, it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got seven point nine out of ten on IMDb, eighty nine percent on Metacritic, and eighty one percent of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I really want to see Writing with Fire after watching that trailer. That looked very, very interesting. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a, kind of a tearjerker, but interesting. It could kind of be boring also, but it, it's it's hard to tell whether once you get into it. But the trailer made it look super interesting. I think mm -hmm. I'd probably... Let's see. I think i got to go with you uh, on that one. Just the other movies do not entice me very much, so... I mean, you don't care about House of Gucci. That is probably... I mean, the next too. one would be like Drive My Car. Which is yeah. it just sounds interesting just as a concept, not really anything else interesting about it. So, but writing with fire, at least the trailer looked cool. Cool. Uh, next week we will talk of uh, news of the week, TV and movies of the new week. We will do Inside Job episode seven. Uh, another digital uh, review of Wolf. Uh, I'm going to guess that has something to do with an animal. No, it's actually about okay. it's a documentary about uh, the the gladder gladiator from the newest American Gladiator series with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a documentary about the guy <laughs> Wolf from that um, and about his life. I thought that his struggles to become an American Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a good reference, Luke. I don't know where that came from, but that was the worst show. That was like, I liked American Gladiators (laughs) in the 80s. That show was awful. Uh, So, uh, have you heard about uh, Ryan Kavanaugh uh, filing the third lawsuit now against H3? Actually, they're probably doing a podcast about it right now, aren't they? Because I saw last Uh, night they had done like a like a breaking news podcast like it's not a scheduled podcast it's like a breaking news podcast they were gonna they scheduled it for 12 30 today mm-hmm. and it's like just after that right now yeah they're i'm just went to youtube they're live right now actually it says yeah. emergency live off the rails uh <laughs> which they usually would do wouldn't do today so uh i'm yeah i'm gonna well i'll watch that after we get done here obviously but uh, I saw some stuff about it from Deaf Noodles this morning. Yeah, same here. Yeah, okay. Um, but they had said something about that there was rumors that he was gonna sue them for other things, mm-hmm. uh, defamation and things like that. So I don't know. The whole thing it seems like a bit of a a spite lawsuit. Oh, now now there's a plane going over. It's like a pontoon plane with like a. Uh, yep, uh, there's a giant bear in it and some ducks. That's weird. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, Mr. Beast. We talked that the right at the end of the show that the Squid Games video had come out, but we obviously hadn't seen it at because it came right. out. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I thought he was going to do multiple episodes, obviously. Yeah, one, yeah. One video, and then um, seemingly not getting any licensing from Netflix as far as we can tell, but there's been nope. no talk of any repercussions against him or anything, Nothing. so I don't know. He must have done something to get some kind of sign-off on it. That's my guess. Maybe. maybe. Mm. I, I Who knows? Um I mean, he has the ability to do that. He has the staff and, like, the people behind him, lawyers and stuff, I'm assuming, that he could get mm-hmm. that done. I agree. Uh, Ludwig, uh, the fifth uh, biggest streamer on Twitch, leaving Twitch. I saw that this YouTube morning. Yeah. Gaming. Yeah. Uh, that is huge news. Uh, yeah, YouTube just announced all these changes to their streaming service that is basically mm-hmm. all the... The whole announcement was basically like, these are the things we stole from Twitch as, as yep. concepts, <laughs> and now slowly they're going to try to steal all the like big big names off of Twitch. I wouldn't be surprised if they're already like courting people like Hassan and other people that are like the biggest streamers on there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it... It seems like a bad move for certain creators... Because when you have, like, you're on YouTube and you're on Twitch, it's, like, diff- diversifying your uh, your platforms so that if you, mm-hmm. for some reason, get kicked off of one or something happens with one, you can always go back to the other one, right? So being mm-hmm. just on YouTube could be a bad thing for somebody's career in the long run, in a way. I mean, just look at, like... What happened to... Uh, Ninja. I was going to... Oh, yeah, Ninja's a good example. I was going to say uh, Dr. Disrespect. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he was just on Twitch, and then he disappeared off there, and people were like, "What? actually, what the hell did happen? When are we going to find out what the fuck happened with that, by the way? Yeah, I I have no clue. But yeah, I mean, he went to YouTube, but it, it, I don't think his numbers are even 
close to what they were when he was on Twitch, right? So no, but uh, I guess I mean he he discussed it in the video, and uh, I think his arguments for leaving Twitch were like, I have uh, he said I have never had someone fight for me, and when Twitch didn't want to fight for me, why should I stay here? Like that's I I understand his arguments. Uh, and, uh, I, everything I've heard from other creators is that Twitch is like a fine platform. It works great and everything, and it's the people like the viewers on there are fine most of the time. And yep. but like the problem is like the system back. Is yeah, the awful. people who are running the whole yeah. the whole site, the the ability to try to get a hold of somebody uh, and figure mm -hmm. things out with them, fix things that are a problem and things like that is a huge issue. Uh, especially for such a giant site at this point, like a few, like mm. five or ten years ago, I can see okay, Twitch being like that. But now, like, there's such a huge site, I can't. It's just weird. Uh, Ace, um, Ace Family. Yeah, Ace Family. I was just going to say that. I mean, it's the biggest like YouTube uh, story of so the week big. for sure. I mean, it's been yeah. everywhere. Everybody's talked about it. It was like. Uh, there was new things coming out, it seemed like, every day about this Ace Family house and uh, it being foreclosed. And they put out, like, a video doing this whole breakdown of why they left the house. And then people come out saying, like, well, everything you said is basically a lie because this, this, this. And then other people mm -hmm. are going back in their videos being, like, uh, looking into, like while the house was being built and the things they said during that time and comparing it to the video that they just put out and it's all contradictory none of it makes sense uh i don't know what do you about to think about the situation and the video they put out i guess uh yeah i think their video is totally bullshit they're just trying to uh trying to save face i would seem like he was coaching her to say yeah. things? Did you get that feeling? I mean, I haven't mm -hmm. heard anybody else say that, but watching it a few times at this point, not necessarily like it itself, but like watching it with through other mediums, uh, the way he, at the beginning, he's like, she's going to do most of the talking in this, uh, and I'm just going to let her do it because she's upset about it, blah, 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 blah. It seemed like he mm. waited for her to kind of like break down and like have a big tirade off camera, and then he was just like, all right, now do that, but on camera now. I want you to do that same thing. And then when she kind of swayed from, like, what he initially saw her do off camera, then he's kind of, mm -hmm. like, trying to bring her back to what she... the way she did it off camera. And it felt like... Um, yeah, it felt like he was trying to kind of uh, direct how she was saying things. It, it, manipulating her in a way. It felt dirty, dirty to me. Uh... And, obviously, they were both lying about a lot of things. So, yeah, the whole story is weird. When I saw the video that there's, it's like, so a water heater, two water heaters outside on the back of, like, out, not even, like, in, like, a structure outside, like, physically on the back patio. Mm. That's so crazy that that the house was like that. I mean, I don't know. It, it looks like it was all their fault, though, so. Uh... What else do we have? Uh, well, I just saw that Ro or yesterday Rogan did a podcast with Ted Nugent, which is just like, he's gone fully nuts. At, like, if Ted Nugent had just done something that was like politically 
big in the news, and then Joe Rogan got him on to be like, hey, why'd you do that, and have, like, a discussion? But no, he just was like, you know, I'm gonna have Ted Nugent on, because I, mm. that's what I do now, as Joe Rogan, who lives in Texas. The <laughs> uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary uh, chooses vaccine as the 2021 uh, word of the year. Right. They said I, I, I read that it was they did it just because it has been used so much in in like recent, right. which is obviously uh, I would think pandemic, but maybe that was last year's word. So, mm. <laughs> all right. I posted a video that I haven't seen yet, but it's a, a guy doing interviews with people down at the JFK Daily Plaza thing, the QAnon oh. people. Cool. Uh, so going in, into there. Uh, it's on Reddit, and Reddit's fucking video player is awful, so if we have to stop, I'll just cut out when we have to stop, if if that's the case. But let me know yep. when you're ready, and give, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. From Dealey Plaza, where John F. Kennedy Jr. is to be resurrected in about two hours ago. So, let's see if we can talk to some of these individuals. And a few words, what exactly is happening here today? Uh, well, based off Jumatria, Jumatria, JFK Jr. and JFK were supposed to be coming through today. So did it happen? Not that we know. Do you think it's still going to? Uh, confidence level's not too high, man. What exactly is happening here today is we have a group of God-loving patriots <laughs> come together, yeah. meeting each other for meeting online, and celebrating the fact that we love the Constitution, we love America. What does this have to do with JFK? I have okay, absolutely awesome. no. So the major point. headline today is that um, some people believe JFK is returning, JFK Jr. What do you think about that? I hope he does. Yep. <laughs> and oh my God! Please, zombies, come! It's reversing the spell of what happened to JFK Sr. Sr. or Jr. Okay. And they said Sr. did not die and Jackie did not die. So Jackie is going to be resurrected as well. Well, she never died. They never, so JFK never died. Okay. Uh-huh. Isn't Jackie Kennedy still alive? Is she? I'm pretty sure. Isn't she dead like years ago? Maybe I'm wrong. Aren't old Kennedys set? The message to get across about what's happening today to the world, what would it be? It is that it's going to reverse the spell of what the Illuminati... <laughs> it's going to reverse the spell of what the Illuminati tried to do to JFK. Okay. <laughs> JFK Jr. may, may not be deceased. Be deceased. 12, so do you know why he's late? Maybe it got stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight? Tonight. At, at the LA Plaza? Plaza. Okay, sweet. All right, thank you guys so much. Are y'all going to see JFK return? Okay, could y'all answer a couple questions or just one question? Okay, what is the big message that you want to get across for what's happening here today? Outcome, now comes the pain or outcome? Now, right. now comes the pain. Okay. Pain. All right, thank you. We're all gonna be a pain. What the hell does that mean? 
that was good. So I, w- I was like, maybe we should watch mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was uh, wearing uh, a jacket and uh, some jeans. He had what earbuds in. He had uh, Apple. Yeah. Apple earbuds. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, very important. Uh, okay, uh, I think I'm going to bed soon because I'm tired and uh, I want to sleep. Okay, I'm going to not go to sleep and do that a little later because of time time <laughs> zones. <laughs> uh, but we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.